Hello and welcome to Stubbornly Optimistic, the show where I talk to random people who have interesting stories to tell and I find out a little bit about what keeps them keeping going, what keeps them stubbornly optimistic as they go through their life, how they do things. So, without further ado, let's get into the conversations and have a listen. Hope you enjoy. Stubbornly Optimistic Quartz Edition. Quartz Edition? Yeah. Um, today we have Richard joining us again. Uh, thank Hello. you. Yes, and a third presenter who has arrived. <laughs> Phil, do you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> That's Phil. Okay, so <laughs> Richard, do you want to explain a little bit about what we're going to do today? Yeah, so what I suggested to the group was that we each bring along some quotes, and the other two members don't know what the other person's quotes are. And the idea is that I will read out the first quote and we'll hopefully prompt a discussion around it. If it doesn't prompt a discussion, I pick rubbish quotes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the first quote for you is, some people die at 25 and aren't buried till 75. Do you know, have you got a... That was by Benjamin Franklin. Ah, right, okay. I really quite like that one. Porter's. As what? Yeah. <laughs> As what? Uh, I don't think you ever had the Twitter handle, though. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit before his time. Uh, so what, do, we, what do we think of that? Oh, no, no, you can't just invite me over and expect <laughs> me to go first. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. Um, so that, that kind of rings a bell with me because I've heard a, a different variation on it of don't live the same life or the same year 75 times in a row. Mm. Um, and that, that thing of, you know, it's just 25 years. Answered my quote with a quote, didn't he? You know. <laughs> no, that's not a quote. What you doing? Answering my quote with a quote. Not, no, no. <laughs> All right, okay, maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, really, I really like that because my career has not gone to plan um, at all. Uh, you know, in another, what am I now, 42? So, in another seven years, I was going to be retired, pension, the, the whole nine yards. That's not going to happen. But when looking back on it, a few people have said, I've kind of had an interesting life, which is fairly true, because mm. different things have happened in my 20s, my 30s, and my 40s thus far. I mean, um, you know, you, I, I, I don't know if you guys have uh, come across a guy called Gary, Gary V. Gary Vanacek, oh, yes. you will have done. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He mentioned about his 20s, he just... He loves wine. He does love whining a bit, doesn't he? <laughs> no, no he, loves, he loves wine. That's why that, that's I... Found out about Gary Vaynerchuk. None of the, oh. none of the, uh, you know, um, YouTube stuff. YouTube stuff no, or anything. It was many years ago. When he used retail to review first, wine. Oh, yeah. right. So you knew him before he was famous. Well, not before he was famous. I mean, he was famous <laughs> for reviewing wine. Yeah, but his, his, <laughs> his thing, that wine business, he gave himself over for his whole twenties. Is one of his recent pieces of pieces of work. Um, was uh, was giving himself over to that that completely, which I think ties in with your thing about relentless. Mm. So I, I like that one. Do you, want me, do you want me to go next? Go next, yeah. Okay. Uh, mine's a really old quote, even older than Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> which is, depending on whether you take it as Plato or Socrates, whereas wisdom begins in wonder. Oh, I like this. I do. Yeah? Yeah. It probably ties in with when you're younger, you're more willing to want to learn something mm-hmm. and that's probably because you find things more wonderful and more 
well inspired by what we think is completely ordinary and don't want to learn any more about it. Yeah, that's true. So it's... so while you find everything fascinating and interesting, you probably are more willing to learn about it, mm-hmm. which is hopefully why I have quite the attitude of finding as much as many things interesting as possible with that idea that I always continue to learn something. Yeah, that learning thing. I mean, that, that, for me, that kind of quote sits with me because I, I teach. Even when I'm not at work, being the teacher, I still end up teaching. But that also is the parent thing because kids keep you young because mm-hmm. there's, nothing, there's nothing better at making you see the wonder of the world anew than a five-year-old going, wow, something that you take for granted. Yeah. And you've, you've had that with the, the two boys. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was just probably going to retort that quote with curiosity killed a cat, um, <laughs> just to put another quote in there, but obviously because we have to be stubbornly optimistic and not pessimistic, it's maybe not the best one to use. Well, yeah, but, but all <laughs> dying, dying on the edge of discovery all the time is probably not a bad way to go. Oh, would you rather true. die in a uh, yeah. in your bed, not having a clue whether yeah. you could have done more, no, no. or thinking I when uh, I was relentless with this <laughs> yeah. and just went for it? <laughs> you get that in there as much as you can. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag relentless. Yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so as much as curiosity might have killed the cat, the cat mm. might have had a better journey with this. Being yeah. curious. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is, is, is the retort I'd give back to you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Phil, come on. Have you got Well I didn't come prepared with any quotes, so let me let me just open my phone and open up an app that generates them for me every day and see what this one says. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean that's probably the best thing I can do right now. So today's quote would have been um, bear with me while I find the right uh, air. I don't know who made that one. Yeah, okay, so I, I actually can't get a quote because I'm already getting one off it today. <laughs> well, what did he give you this morning? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> must have been insightful. That insightful, was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go on, Richard, yeah. give us a second one. Well, my, this second one was just down as unknown when I found this one. Right. Now, whether they just didn't know or it is just unknown, but I liked it anyway. Uh, so this is decide that you want it more than you were afraid of it. Which, like yeah, which as like much it. as it's unknown and could have been just yeah. some random guy with this, that it's, random guy has a very good outlook with that. It sounds like a Will Smith line, mm. which I watched a video on his, he's becoming quite the sort of motivational speaker, Will Smith, and he yeah. says um, the best things exist on the other side of fear. Yeah, I've uh, probably seen that same video, yeah. it's excellent, which has probably got to be a massive one for a lot of people that it's that vulnerability I think that, especially with doing stuff like this, like all yeah. of a sudden, once once these podcasts start going out, I'm gonna start telling people like, oh, listen yeah. to me on this, mm-hmm. listen to me on that. Even yeah. simple things like, well, both of you guys have been in front of the camera before, but that'll mm-hmm. have taken that step of being yeah. like, oh, right, okay, I'm now gonna put myself in front of a camera, and then I'm now gonna put that online. Yeah, YouTube yeah. comments is where all the geniuses hang out. Yep. So and you you're opening yourself up to that. So yeah. you gotta be. I think. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, what kind of noise was that? <laughs> Edit. Um, there's a little bit of a thing with advocacy with that. Yeah. Because with me and my own personal journey, it was, you've got to be able to take that step to the other side of fear, fear of other people's opinions. And then when you decide to be out there visible, 
you mentioned the YouTube comments and the lower third of the internet. You've got to be prepared for the mudslinging. Yeah. Uh, have you found one? No, 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 keep going. <laughs> really? But, well, you don't have much phone signal here either. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Um, okay, I've got a slightly longer one, and then, oh, I might have to say this a couple of times. Um, it's from, from a guy called Cooley. I think it was William Cooley. It's around about 1902, 1920s-ish. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. God, wrap my head around oh, this. Well, yeah. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, I'm not what I think I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Okay, I'm, I'm on board yeah. with this, yeah. but... I, follow. I, d- I don't know if I'm inclined to agree, though, is the thing. Right, this, but is, the, this, yeah, this is why I've dropped it in. Yeah, this, this may be more for me, but I value my own opinion mm. above anyone else's. Right. It's, well, when it comes to things like, well, me, mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable and more certain of who I am and mm. what I'm capable of mm. than what I think someone else thinks I might be capable of. But that's my thinking that I would imagine most people will always underestimate what I'm capable of. I want to say capable of one more time. <laughs> <laughs> but most people will underestimate what they're capable of as well. Yeah. And um, you've mentioned in another podcast about initially people were, you were getting the vibe that, you know, your self-belief was, was put in that negative arrogant box. Mm. And for a time you kind of bought into that. Yeah. And that's that. That, that is that side of it, that's, yeah. That side yeah. of it. Maybe I've just more reached a clarity with that now. Yeah. But like for a person who's maybe not as, and we've actually discussed this already, who isn't as conscious of their actions and thoughts, yeah. that that quote very much rings true for a person. Mm. Very much so. What do you think, Phil? No, I think it does. You, you kind of outwardly... <laughs> or you kind of mould yourself to people's perception at times, don't you? Mm-hmm. you? You live with, like... You know, I think... It, Heartens to live into people's different views of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I guess that's where it comes from. But. Yeah. It's it's an older quote, and it's about the, the sort of um, behavioural stuff. Um, and it just, for me, it kind of... I found it again in a Jay Shetty video. A lot of these things came from the, from the Jay Shetty video. Um, and um, it, was, it was really kind of interesting from the point of view of business creation and mm. the many selves that we have because there'll be a professional self there's a personal self there's how yeah. you are for the different, in different that's, environments that's what I was sort of thinking it was coming from yeah, yeah. yeah. and I just I, I like it because <coughs> it makes you think mm. and, and, yeah. and you'll come out with what you've done which is that, that yeah, you know, it, this it, is my intention it, it, it very much brought on a pause for thought didn't it so yeah, yeah. yeah. very much silence the room there you go I'll give you that <laughs> one. excellent for a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you got one, Phil? Um, I've got one. Go on. Um, which I just found on, a, on an email I got a few days ago. Um, every act of perception is to some degree an act of creation, and every act of memory is to some degree an act of imagination. Go on, Sarah, you can go first this time. Go on, run it, run it past me again, because it's another long one, isn't it? Every act of perception is to some degree an act of creation, and every act of memory is to some degree an act of imagination. I like it because if you get three people in the same scenario, this is from my experience coming from like 
emergency medicine stuff. If you've got three people that have been in the same scenario at the same time, they will remember it differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like the difference between fact and truth. Mm. We kind of create create our own internal world. Yeah. Through through the rose coloured glasses, remembering stuff better than it was. What do you reckon? Yeah. Um I like it. It's that well what it is for me is I perceive things in the best way possible. Uh-huh. Which I don't believe for one second to be a bad thing. But then at the same time if I perceive things in the best way possible and then exaggerate on those things could that snowball into some situation where I'm, I don't know, on the highest point of Olympic diving board about to go in <laughs> seeing I could get perfect tens or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think there's that perception building or building a creation then that creation building the memory and the memory being imagination. Was it something like yeah. those? Yeah, ones? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Memory being reimagination. That there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Especially if you perceive things in the best way possible. Mm. But if that exaggeration, let's say, goes too far, mm. you could put yourself in some very hot water. Yeah. Or if if there's if there's emotion attached to it, that imagination and emotion takes you to a a less happy place. Mm. I guess the I guess the the lesson in that quote is kind of be aware of it. It all comes back to awareness, doesn't it? It's it's that it's a choice, isn't it, of how you want to see things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I always choose right. yeah. the best outcome or the best view of it. It's like I was saying before: if you look now across the field, you can decide to see the pylons, or you can decide to see the trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll decide to see the trees. Yeah, but cool. someone in yeah. the moment might decide to see the pylons, and then when they think back to that moment, they decide to see the trees. So they have created the better memory of it, whereas I see the good memory at the time. Yeah. By the time I'm thinking back on it, there's probably rainbows and unicorns running across that field for all I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> By the time that's become that better and better memory, yeah, I'll just not clarify it with the people that I think I was seeing rainbows and unicorns. I think I've got that bit of awareness. Yeah. Now I'll keep the unicorns to myself. I, I, think, <laughs> I think your example um, like really manifests itself with me when you when you take like a memory and you look at, at a photograph from years ago. And you're like, oh, that isn't how I remembered it. That's yeah. not what was created in my mind. And mm. you know, the 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 physical reality of that photo is different to what mm. you like remember. Yeah. But that's because you've created that world. You've created that memory, haven't you? But the other yeah. the other thing is, if you see the photograph, it obviously has a limit. Mm. But when you remember it, you don't remember yeah, just the, the photograph. You remember what was behind it and and everything yeah. else. And the reason you were there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's a, a big part. There's a lot of stuff attached mm-hmm. to that. So, where did that come from? Because you, you said that um, was... so that actually came um, on 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 an email that I get every Friday from Tim Ferriss uh, okay. from his blog. He sends out a five bullet Friday with like five random things, and one of them is usually a quote for the week. Right. Um, so that's where that came from. Just okay. to shout out, I knew <laughs> that I'd probably find one somewhere. <laughs> okay, um, so where are we up to? I've, I've got lost off. Uh, my third one. Uh, this one. I've heard it on several YouTube compilations mm-hmm. and a few other sources, <clears throat> and I kind of for the life was pinned down who it actually was because I've literally just remembered it now and wrote it down. But it's uh, "You become what you think about." Yeah, which is just nice, yeah. simple, yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that Completely true for though. me, I wholeheartedly believe one hundred percent. I've got a, I've got a Star Wars one. Can I drop a Star Wars one in? Go on, one. go on. Your focus determines your reality. Yeah. From Star Wars. Well, I mean that's exactly. That's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what exactly said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
That's the same quote. It's the same quote. I, I, yeah, I'm completely on board with that yeah. because at various times my focus has been incredibly pessimistic, incredibly negative, and then slightly different as we've been going through yeah. stuff. So I love that one. Yeah. I think off the back of that, I would add that you then attract what you think about. The whole Ooh, the law of attraction law of is attraction. a massive thing for me now. Yeah, this is contentious. Some people get it, some people don't. Oh. I'm 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 on board with this. The law of attraction. What do you think? Well, go on, run it by me. What, what's your well, what's the, your the law of attraction? Is basically, what's your opinion of it? Or, or not your opinion of it? Sorry. How would you describe it? It's it's to, that to a layman. I mean, jump in, Richard, if you think that there's something else. But it, it, for me, it's that be what you wish to be seen as. And if you, for me, I wanted to teach. So I put myself in a situation where um, that's what I was doing, that's what I was attempting to do, and then people see that that's what you're doing and they gravitate towards you. You bring into your sort of sphere of influence people that are like-minded, people that see you and what your visions are and to some extent share that, that outlook. Um, for example... Uh, I put something out on, a, on an army, an ex-army thread, uh, connected with with a, a friend I hadn't seen for 14 years, and she's also a teacher. So that that you know puts me in situations where the people kind of gravitate towards what I'm doing. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, there's there's other there's other bits of it, isn't there? There's like yeah. the attention thing. that's kind of if you just focus on what you want, life tends to give it you. At some point, if, if you want it enough, the universe will provide it for you. Yeah. Now, whether that's a spiritual universe, mm. if mm-hmm. if you're that way inclined, that provides it, or your own mentality, because you've wanted it enough, mm-hmm. these things start to happen. So, an example for me is, let's say, nine months ago, previous job, sitting, getting sick of it, the same. Same old, same old, whatever else. And then I was starting like, you know, like I've always said I didn't want to work for someone for, for my entire life. So it's time I started looking to see what I want to do. And then I started to look at the motivational speaking stuff because I'm not shy about standing up in front of people and talking and whatever <laughs> oh, else. No, no. I, never, I, never I mean, it may come as a shock to you both. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was getting there. I was getting the vibes. And so I just thought, like, yeah, I could start to do these kinds of things. And I started mentioning it to people being like, oh, it's something I'm thinking about doing. They're like, yes, yeah, you should do that. Which probably reaffirmed it a bit for mm. us. And I was like, right, this is something I'd like to do. So this is when I started listening to the videos and started hammering home all of this stuff properly. And it's just made that all tick over in my head. And I was like, right, okay, while I'm building this foundation, I might as well change jobs and find something I'm at least enjoying more. So then I've changed jobs to another company that has this giant uh, personal development and learning platform. Mm, One part of it is self-motivation, personal development, leadership, all the stuff that I'm wanting to do on a very obvious kind of platform. Like, yeah, this this is exactly the kind of thing I should be doing. And say, right, I decided I wanted to start going into motivational stuff with very little idea of how I wanted to do it. And now I've just been shown this whole platform and how this guy does these videos. It's Paul Cummings with a Whoople platform. Like this guy, just he's just nailed it. He's just got a perfect bang on. And it's small, easy, digestible materials and everything else. And I could, I could brand on about him. So I think he's excellent. <laughs> but it was like that 
was that provided by the universe? Because I decided I'd start wanting to do the motivation stuff, got really into the motivation stuff, and then I changed jobs without even knowing that this was part of it. But then in the first week, it was like, okay, we've got this platform. I was like, all right, okay. And then, what, four months after I've started there, Sarah and I catch up, and I mentioned the fact I'm doing this motivation stuff, and now we're sitting here doing motivational podcasts alongside mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, as much as I know I have the drive and the determination and the will to do these things in some way I would like to say that the universe is kind of providing these things at the same time mm. but it was my choice to change jobs exactly yeah. it was it was my choice yeah. as Sarah and I were reaching out to each other to let her know that I was doing these motivational type mm. things so yeah I'm not a massively spiritual guy so I'm trying to skirt around the idea of me saying that it's the universe providing this but yeah. at the same time I cannot 100% say that this has all been on me but it's that if I didn't put these or offer these chances out mm-hmm. and let people know I'm doing these motivational things then they wouldn't have been provided in the first place mm-hmm. so it's but yeah that for me is the law of attraction just offering or believing in something so much that the universe will provide it for you Interesting then. What do you think? Interesting. Is that does that because we've talked about sort of spiritual. I don't, I don't know. It, it uh, implies. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say like destiny or or, or anything like it's, that. It's, it's a like, difficult it, thing to assign yourself to fear. Yeah. But I suppose to the same token, you know, if you um, if you weren't looking to be a motivational speaker and this platform came along and introduced itself it would just be another thing that was passing yeah. through your life because you hadn't created that vision of what yeah. you wanted to be so i still believe that is it, it's the choice it's the choice element you chose that that was a road you wanted to go down and so as things presented themselves they seemed like things that would then yeah. work um whereas if that was not the road you were on that would just be a passing Street light, a passing house, whatever you know. That's yeah. just you wouldn't pay it any notice. Yeah. Which I, is another way to look at it. I don't know, but well, yeah, because then you wonder what kind of opportunities you passed exactly, up. Exactly. Yeah, by, because uh, you haven't been in the mindset of yeah of what it is you want to do. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of another quote. I've got quotes flashing through my head like 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 light bulbs on a street lamp. Going Did you do your third? I haven't this, done this my third. This is your third. This so, yeah. is my third. Have you got one? Because you've only done one. Have you got a second? Well, I have, yeah, but you haven't done your third. Well, I haven't done my third, but go on, you do your I second. But if you do your third, it'll give me time to find a second. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've now forgotten my third one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. You ruined it with the Star Wars. I was even Googling that. Oh, there you go. Um, there's loads of quotes that kind of come off the back of what, what, what you said, Richard. Um, but they're all kind of saying the same thing. Um, there's one which... Is, is another long one um, which is if, if, if you advance confidently in the direction of your dreams you will meet with success unheard of in common hours and I think that was I'll look it up I can't remember um, sounds very Gary V no no it's older than that yeah. it's older than Gary V I'd imagine he's adopted something similar from that yeah, it's, it's just it, it's the work ethic thing yeah. and it's that yeah. advancing confidently like you've been saying there's one I'm gonna I'm gonna use a um, a Jay Shetty uh, quote, which is actually something that he said that comes from um, the Bhagavad Gita, which is a five thousand year old text. Is this guy? I don't know if you do you know uh, Jay Shetty's story, 
no. the guy online that I, I sent you the link. Yeah, yeah I've got the video. Basically, he was a former monk, mm. and he'd done business school and everything. Then saw a monk um, giving a presentation after he graduated. So he went and lived as a monk for a while. At, um, one of the Tibetan type monks in the mm. orange robes, and then he's come back and he's got all of the the learning and teaching from that. And what he talks about is detachment and detachment is not that you don't own anything it's that nothing owns you mm. and that's just a little that, that quote detachment is not that you don't own anything it's that nothing owns you and I was going to throw that one out there because because you both kind of people people yeah. you know um, and see what you thought of that one so you don't nothing owns you you don't no. it's not, say it again <laughs> detachment is not that you don't own anything it's that nothing owns you yeah yeah I like that because I've never particularly held myself accountable to another person mm. I've maybe set a standard and a responsibility based on the people around us other people who set the tasks other people that I'm working to impress let's say whether that be friends family members and things like that but in no way would I say I've ever been owned by if I keep it on the people type person by their opinions actions which is probably quite a freeing way to be and I would imagine there's a lot of people who don't have that yeah uh, Ability, let's see. Phil, what'd you reckon? I was too busy researching the second quote. You've got me trying to multitask it. Yeah, multitasking, yeah. Um, it's, the, the quote was. Um, yeah, go and repeat it and then I'll, I'll try <laughs> jump in with something you can edit that as well. Yeah. The quote, you know what, I'm leaving that in. Uh, the quote is about detachment and it's that um, detachment is not that you own nothing, it's that nothing owns you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, um, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually reading. I'm saying I'm reading a book. I'm trying to read a book at the minute. I keep uh, repeating the same chapter, um, which is very much about that. It's about you know possessions and you know the, these things that you that you own in the world. Um, yeah, and and that's one of the big motivational points behind it is if if things are, are owning you, then yeah, that's that's the wrong thing. You can surround yourself with stuff. It's fine, but yeah. It's when those things start to own you. I, I get it. It works. It does yeah. work. Because the, um, the thing that kind of, it was part of a larger interview where, where I saw Jay. Who was that time? Uh, was a guy called Jay Shetty. You oh, really right. should look him up. He's he's this this guy as I say, former monk. He's he's not yet thirty. He's got um, a ridiculous amount of followers on Facebook and social media because he's going. He's making wisdom go viral. He's taking all these older lessons and and making them go go viral. Um, but one of the things that sort of um, he talked about in the, the, the wider interview is uh, being kind of equipoised, not being too happy or too sad uh, in terms of circumstance, not just people. So I, I really kind of like that because that, that, that sort of riding that, that wave of, if you like, emotion mm. can sometimes be just a little bit too much. And um, intention is another thing. Why? Why? Do we do stuff? Do we do stuff to get the successful 
the big car, the big house, all that, or do we do stuff to have an impact, which I think ties comes right back to the start of, I think it was the last blog, or was it this one? I can't remember, Richard. It might have been the first one. I think yeah. it was the first one, where you want to make a difference. <laughs> I think all three of us here, correct me if I'm wrong, we want to make a difference, and that's that's why. That's I would imagine intention. not many people would say, no, sorry, Sarah. I don't want to make a difference. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I would imagine most people will always say they want to make a difference, but whether they're willing to put in the action and the hours, that's come with that. So we're going to change that to we are going to make a difference. Yeah. Or, or I'm willing we're to make a difference. A difference. Yeah. Maybe. Depends. Comes back to people's degree of what that difference is, you know? Yeah. I want, you know, I want to make a difference. Could just go back to your. Um, thing of you know house and car or whatever I want to make a difference in my you know circumstances or you know like yeah. the things that make me happy are mm -hmm. owning a fast car I want to make a difference mm. you know or it could be like you say you know a little bit more around the metaphysical that impact that yeah. millennial view of the world um, change, change <laughs> is, your difference it is change, impact. change in your circumstance has to be a change in you but a change for other people is about giving more of yourself I think um, but yeah. So did you did you find your your next quote? Then I have. Yeah. Come on then. I'll yeah. shut up and you tell me, and I'll stop clapping in front of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Nobody can see it, but everyone can hear it. Yeah. Um, leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. Wholeheartedly agree. Completely. Yeah. Completely. You can't do the first one. You can't do leadership without learning. Yeah. A leader that doesn't learn, yeah. not going to work, is it? Well, they'll probably never actually make it as a leader. They'll probably go at it and go at it and go at it, let's say, if they uh, are yeah. genuinely trying to be a leader, but if they're not learning even just how to be a leader, never mind learning about the area that they're trying to lead in, mm. you're probably going to fail either way. Mm. small little example of that would be uh, Cubs last night, actually. One of them decided he was the sixer. To the mm. nice. He wasn't, but uh, <laughs> I, th I thought actually, if he's willing to step forward and make himself be the sixer for the night, that's great. And uh, one of the other cubs was like, "Ah, oh, I want to be the sixer," and the instant just turned and went, "No, I'm the sixer," and pushed him over. And it was like, "Ah, right, mm. so you can step back." <laughs> that was your <laughs> shot, <laughs> being and gone. Yeah. Now mm -hmm. he then said, "Oh." I want to be the sixer. I was like, right, okay, I'll apologise. And he helped the guy up and he apologised. I said, right, okay, excellent. So then he stands at the front. And then one of the other ones asked why he was the sixer. He's like, because I am the sixer. And he started shouting again. I said, ah, okay, right, definitely that. Now we are done here. You can go back in line. The usual sixer can be the sixer instead. Mm. And it was just that you didn't learn from the first time when you pushed one of them over. Yeah. And then the second time, you just obviously yelled in someone's face. Now that was me obviously restricting them being a leader mm -hmm. and stopping that going any further but there was no learning in there to say mm. no it was fairly obvious why you weren't going to be the leader and I did explain at the time leaders don't do this yeah. I don't push you lot over do you think the to next get the point time, across do you think the next time he gets that opportunity do you think that learning will have some care well that's it we'll see that's, that's what we've got to wait and see but in that one moment there the learning wasn't there so the leadership wasn't there yeah. we get that a little bit in the working world um, I guess you've both probably seen it there's a thing called the accidental manager mm -hmm. um, 
I don't think you come across the phrase, mm. would you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, and, and being promoted to that level of, you're good, you go to the upper level and, up, and eventually get into the level where you're not quite good enough for promotion, so you're stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that accidental manager thing, yeah, it's, it's, if you're underneath those guys, it's awful. It's chaos. <laughs> it's not yeah. nice, it's chaos. You know. Um, and, and actually, one of the things that um, the learning and leadership stuff with the, with the military, they were, they were good at that. They were always good at that because it didn't matter the, the rank that you had. It was always the experience that was teaching. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. um, so that, that learning was always kind of instilled. Yeah. So I really, I really like that quote. Um, yeah. We haven't found any that we disagree with. No, I, I think is. we've probably all picked fairly safe ones. So I feel like fairly, fairly yeah. I suppose, safe. It's probably the, the coolie one where you were kind of like, don't quite get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you don't get that because of, you know. Yeah, it was more just because that was applicable to people who maybe just aren't as conscious mm. of the thought choices they can make. Yeah. Oddly enough, though, but that quote, if you become aware of it, it makes you... It that works. Con- it gives exactly. you that consciousness. Yeah. Because you realise that you're li- you're living in this perception of a perception, yeah, exactly. and you've got to let go of other people's views of you, other people's yeah. perceptions of you, and decide what your own perception is, which is exactly where you come from. Yeah. You know, make your own decisions. You're looking something up there, Phil. You've got a, you no, know, yeah, I mean I've got a third one. Go on. Um, so the last one, by the way, was from uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Um, okay, who's just who's, to put a, who's another that? Portis? Um, oh, another. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It was the guy John who Pe- shot. John, John Kennedy. So yeah, yeah, I've got another one then. Um, so let's see if we can keep the run of uh, liking all of the quotes. Um, the finish line is just the beginning of a whole new race. Like it. You would, you're a runner. <laughs> <laughs> In the most literal form, like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do. It's that, there's a film quote, The Martian, solve one problem at a time. Yeah. And then the next, the, the, your reward is, you need to solve a bigger problem. Yes. Uh, completely. Who, who said that one? Adolf Hitler. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd be mean. Well, <laughs> throw one what, under there, but, you know. Well, this, <laughs> For a guy who had a vision, and then, <laughs> yeah, probably a poor choice of words, but I'm going with it, then executed that vision. It's... Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but here's the here's yeah. the thing, and this I, is something it's that probably not going to make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, I think it should. I think it should because of this. There is a bit of writing in Plato, Socrates, from years ago, mm. and it's long-winded. But to 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 to, to sort of distill it down to its core, it's about being more concerned with the wisdom of the words than where they came from. Mm-hmm. And that isn't a, that isn't a bad statement, yeah. You know, each each race, the end of a race is just the start of another one. Yeah, yeah. It's just he implemented with the Blitzkrieg across Europe, um, yeah. <laughs> which so, didn't quite work. <laughs> so, so from the point of view of that that statement, yeah, in itself, in isolation, can be a motivational thing, can be really good, really positive, and it comes back to what we've all kind of touched on, which is choice. Yeah. Mm. How you choose to lead to to view these things and use these things 
for good or ill. And we mm -hmm. all know what happened with Adolf Hitler and, and the outcomes there. Mm -hmm. But that, that quote is still... Yeah. Employ, still employ that idea mm -hmm. with the thought that you want to change the world for the good. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's perfectly fine. It's, yeah. it's got the Adolf Hitler part. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it is wise words. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would ever have called Hitler a stupid man. I think just maybe a, a smart man with the wrong vision. I think there was some. I think there was some. Uh, he didn't. He, sometimes he didn't know for whom he was speaking, which is another Socrates thing. If you kind of. Some of the stuff that he was looking at was um, initially okay and then off obviously down this massively wrong path and history has judged him pretty pretty poorly um, so yeah but I like the quote not sure I'm going to chuck it in many of my lessons though although I might <laughs> actually for that point for that exact point it's an interesting curveball isn't it it makes the point of it, like, you, like you say it's actually how you interpret it. it's how you take the words and yeah. change that into something that means something for you you know yeah. Uh, yeah. they are they're just words, aren't they? Yeah. You know, words yeah. on a page mean nothing unless you kind of perceive them, quantify them, relate that to something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Cool. Well, I think, I don't know how long this podcast mm -hmm. has gone to. But 40 that, minutes and 21 seconds. Wow. Okay. That's, 40. that's a long one. Really, well, wow. I'm going to press the, the button. The quotes edition was um. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the quote edition of Stubbornly Optimistic, the podcast about keeping going, keeping going, and what makes people tick. My thanks to the two guys that came along, Phil Lloyd Roberts and Richard Jefferson, for an entertaining and fun conversation. If you want to hear more like this, then stay tuned to all the social media links that Stubbornly Optimistic has. We'll post some stuff up. Um, for all the people that come and talk to us as well. So if any of those people that we've got on the show are interesting and you want to follow them, we'll post some stuff up for them as well. And just remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at often change. Keep it stubbornly optimistic and we'll catch up with you guys very, very soon. Bye. Bye.